How's it going, everybody? This is the Video Game Podcast with Brett and Brett, the podcast where two console agnostic gamers react to the latest video game news and talk about games we're playing across all three platforms and sometimes PC. I'm Brett Medlock, here today, as always, with my co-host, Brett Larson. How's it going, Brett? Hey, it's going great, man. Dude, it finally happened, and it was amazing. Okay, yeah, so this episode, <laughs> it's going to be a little different because we're talking about one thing specifically. Well, there's a bunch of things, but one topic, which is the PS5 reveal and all of the stuff that came with it. And wow, what a show, dude. That was awesome. That was amazing. And I guess you could call this a sequel to our episode zero, or you could call it episode one, whatever that was. I'll probably consider this episode one. Episode one. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm good with that. Dude, The it was it was so good. Like, I my I sound like my hype level's down a little bit, but it is not. It's <laughs> It's been a few days, but I have done nothing but talk about that event. I was so happy to finally see it. It's tangible. It's real. It was amazing. I watched those trailers, not even joking, probably four or five times each. Yes, especially like the the big ones that kind of stood out. Absolutely. Yeah. So, dude, the Spider-Man one, like we're going to get to this, obviously, but watching that over and over, I swear that might be one of the best edited trailers because of the music, the all the different stuff it shows. Like, it's such a good trailer, and I'm so happy. They're doing like the same vibe as the Into the Spider-Verse movie with like the hip-hop beats yes. and stuff. Yo, I thought so, too. And, and it, was, it was cool, and like you said, we're going to get to that, too, but I loved how it kind of pulled the rug on you a little bit from underneath you like it started out like this slow motion you weren't sure what it was and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god it's spider-man yeah it took me a second to realize that was spider-man up in the top right like his head yes because all i saw at first was his arms i was like well i don't know what this is yet at first i thought it was maybe like cyberpunk or something i went back and watched your uh your live reaction to it and i think you said in the reaction you're like Watch this be all PS4 games because it came right after GTA 5. And you're like, is this cyberpunk? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see the bottom of his mask and it's like everyone lost their mind. Yeah. So so anyway, let's jump on into it. The very opening, they decided to show a PS4 game. And I'm not even just saying because GTA 5 was originally. Well, actually, it wasn't even originally. It was originally on PS3. But they actually showed PS4 gameplay. They actually put the logo of the PS4 in the top left so we knew what we were watching wasn't PS5 gameplay. And I thought that was so strange to open up your show with that. It was so bizarre, and I'm not going to lie. Like They did such a good job at this event. That's the only part they dropped the ball. And not that I cared that they showed it. I feel like that would have been just fine in the middle of the show. But to open with that, I have to say, when they opened with that at first, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, Sony... I know. Well, they 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 started with the 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 logo. I was like, oh my god, GTA Six? No way! And you see Michael from GTA Five, and you're like, oh my god, they're gonna slowly introduce this into GTA Six, and then all of a sudden it's five. And my <laughs> it's first just thought, a normal trailer. Yeah, and my first thought was, oh no, Sony doesn't have anything to show. They're just gonna show a bunch of old stuff and talk about how they're remaking old games. That had me a little bit nervous, I'm not going to lie. It was a kind of an odd way to open the show. Definitely, like so weird. And, and the boner kill of putting the Rockstar logo and then having it be GTA <laughs> Five. Yeah, when, when all of a sudden the logo appeared and it was five, I was like, that is so bizarre. The The one kind of cool thing is for people that are still playing GTA, uh, GTA Online, I don't know if I read this correctly, but it said something about for the next up until release you're going to get a million gta bucks for or whatever they call it in gta online each month until the game releases something like that that's kind of cool yeah that's that's pretty cool for people who play that but 
I'm not one no. of those people. But I've, as I've as I told you before, I've tried getting into the GTA campaign, and I just wasn't digging it at the time. That was a long time ago on PS3. But now that it's coming to next gen, and it's a it's supposedly going to be enhanced. So probably in like in 4K with I don't know maybe some new uh, features or maybe some texture updates and stuff like that. I'm probably gonna give it another shot next gen. I would recommend it. I love the first one. Um, I played it the first time on PS3. <laughs> And I kind of had the same reaction. I didn't, I wasn't in love with it. And then when I got my PS4, I think maybe it was because I was so starved for something to play. I picked it up and I really, really enjoyed the campaign. Um, it's, it, it was really good. I, I just can't believe this game. It's still churning at such a hard rate. Insane. It's from PS3 to PS4 to PS5. And you know, it's going to sell well too. Definitely. It's just insane how well GTA is doing. But anyway, yeah, super weird. GTA 5, they open the show. And the stuff that we're talking about is out of order. But the next topic we're going to bring up is Project Athia, which is a working title. So that's not the final name. And it looks really cool. I just don't know much about it. Yeah, there. this was one of a few games that look awesome, but have no idea what it is. Um, like you said, working title, so I, I can't imagine Project Athea or Athea or whatever they're calling it is going to stick very long. But it was cool. Like the, the first shot you see is, is some girl walking in like regular sneakers, but through this crazy looking world. Yeah, there's some crazy things happening in this game. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you see this beast walk through like through the, the forest and it kind of looks like its insides are on fire and just had some of the coolest looking enemies I've seen just very very interesting characters and and one thing that it kind of reminded me of the more i watched the trailer the part where she jumps from like one edge of the cliff to another kind of reminded me of that unreal engine 5 demo yeah where the girl just takes off running and just like leaps and flies for a minute it was it was cool i liked that yeah i thought that kind of stuff looked cool i didn't get to see enough of like like the world like that kind of traversal could be really awesome but it only showed us like a split second of her running and jumping and I thought it looked a little wonky, like the speed of it. It looked like it was moving too fast. I don't know. It just looked a little off to me in that way. But the thing is, is this is Square Enix, so I'm really not even trying to get my hopes up because this game could be five years away. That's true. They they do have a tendency to take their time with games. But when they release, they're generally very high-quality product. Yeah, for sure. I agree. But... I'm just trying not to get too excited. At first, I thought this was uh, Final Fantasy 16, which I thought would have been crazy. Yeah, I can see that. Especially when you see the square, you're like, okay, what is this? Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, and I thought, I don't know, maybe they're going to try and spin this and like do something new for Final Fantasy like they have been doing. With like Final Fantasy 15 was a lot different than all the other ones. And this looks like it. Like, like what if this was Final Fantasy 16 and they're just calling it Project Athia right now? For, for all we know, it very well could be. Yeah, I'm not sure because it doesn't seem like it would be, but I wouldn't put it past them, to be honest. It seems like more of like a straight up like an action, uh, action adventure kind of game. Yeah. But then again, Final Fantasy 15 almost was kind of more. I know it was an action RPG, but that was, like you said, the most different of any other yeah. Final Fantasy by a long shot. Yeah, for sure. But now back to Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. There was so much confusion about this announcement oh my God. because first oh off God. they announced it and people assume it's way too soon for a whole like full game and right. maybe it is because in my opinion things still aren't fully cleared up as much as they could be but let's jump on into this so they announced it and 
people were assuming maybe it was kind of like DLC for the original, but then uh, Jason Schreier confirmed that this was actually an expansion, so kind of like DLC to Spider-Man, and that Spider-Man's going to release on PS5 remastered. That was confirmed from like a Sony, like a random Sony person, but apparently that was wrong. Apparently, as of right now, the only announcement they have is that Miles Morales is standalone. It's a, it's a single game. You can buy it all alone, and there's no word on a Spider-Man remaster, but we can assume that's probably happening. Yeah, I would guess that the Spider-Man is going to be available on the PS5 again. I recently restarted uh, Spider-Man. Not restarted it, but I had never played the DLC, so I jumped back into that and been playing that. That's such a pretty game, so I can't imagine graphically they need to do much to remaster or you know even even if they just ported it to the ps5 um but i'm so excited this this was one of the two or three moments where i was completely caught off guard i was and in fact if you go back to our first episode yeah i even say in there in our predictions there's no way they're ready for another spider-man there's no way they're ready for another god of war and like he said, we still don't know what it is. Yeah, like, I get that it's standalone. It says that Insomniac said this is the next adventure in the Marvel's Spider-Man universe. And it's a standalone game. They said something like that. And so, yeah, is it going to be $60? Is it going to be $40? Because honestly, if it's 60 that gets me more excited. Because it's more of like a full-fledged uh, sequel. But if it's 40 obviously I'm still excited, but... Me too. Yeah, either way, I mean, whether this is a 10 or a 20 or 25 hour game, I'm excited. I'm excited to jump back into that world. Um, it, it was it was one of the moments where I was just like, what did I just see? I can't believe this is even possible yet. Yeah, so uh, spoilers for the end of Spider-Man, the original uh, PS4 game. They hinted that uh, Venom is coming. So I'm wondering, is this Miles Morales game the one that they were hinting and it's going to have Venom or is it going to be the next game after that? That's like a full-fledged game. Or is this a full-fledged game? I have no idea. I think, so if I'm going to take a guess, I'm going to think it's something along the lines of like a, a Lost Legacy was to Uncharted 4 and like a First Light was to the infamous Second Son. Something like that where, if I'm being honest, Lost Legacy was pretty much a full-fledged Uncharted game. And I'm kind of expecting this as well. Yeah, it was just shorter. That's literally the only difference. I would have thought they would have put a two behind Spider-Man if this is just a full-on, full-fledged sequel, which they obviously didn't do. They're calling it Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I don't think me or you, neither of us really care. We're both excited. I, I can't wait to play as Miles. It looks like he aged a, a few years. Definitely. He looks older. So that'll, that'll I'm really interested to see. I mean, these guys made such a beautiful first game. I can't wait to see what they do on with the PS5 hardware. Yeah, and I'm wondering if they will take the same route as Into the Spider-Verse and uh, various other Spider-Man things where they actually kill Peter Parker and then Miles takes over. Ah, oh, that would be crazy. That would be bold. Yeah, and that would be sad because I really like that that Peter. I know, and that would be bold because then you, for any sequel in this game, it's it's without Peter Parker. So that that would be interesting. Unless he goes into the Spider Verse and gets another Peter Parker. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Dude, that's a launch game. That blows my mind, and that's what makes me think that there's no way it can be a full fledged sequel. I think like right after the event me and you called each other and the first question i had was is this just like an extension to spider-man is it more of like a dlc what is this and like you said people still don't really know um but for it to be a day one is incredible i think it's going to be of the exact same quality as spider-man ps4 i agree i just think it'll it'll just be a little shorter probably like eight to ten hours i'm okay with that 
Yeah, and I love shorter games, so I'm perfectly fine with that. Yep, I agree 100%. And that's a pretty big uh, launch title. It's going up against Halo Infinite. Like, Spider-Man's obviously a huge deal. He's the most popular superhero in the world, actually, which is crazy to think about. But Halo is also a huge property. It's worth over, like, $5 billion, and they haven't had a sequel in a long time. And if they show off something amazing... It might uh, steal some of Spider-Man's thunder. I don't know. Dude, all I know is Xbox and uh, PlayStation are both bringing it with with uh, launch day games. You usually don't see something with this quality, um, or at least this big of a name. But anyway, on to the next one. And it's hard to keep. It's hard to keep going on to the next one because I I want to keep talking, but I want to try and get through all these. I know. I know. I could I could spend a full <laughs> a full podcast just talking about Spider Man, which we just might do in the future. Like do a whole episode just on Spider Man, just on Ratchet and Clank, that kind of stuff. Once we find out a little bit more about him, okay. Yeah. So next up, Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart. I was half right. Ratchet and Clank is coming. It. it it got announced. Well, I guess I was one-third right, because I said it was going to be a launch game, and it's not. And I said it was going to be a rebooted sequel of Ratchet & Clank 2. But no, this is a full game, a full brand-new game. I'm going to give you credit for your prediction. I'm going to check the box. You said Ratchet & Clank 2. That's all that matters. And uh, it, dude, it looks so good for so many different reasons. It's, yes. I think of all the games we saw... This almost flexed the PlayStation 5 muscle more than anything else we saw. Definitely. This is something the PS4 isn't capable of doing. No. With 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 just worse graphics, you know? Like this there's no way the PS4 could run this game and do that kind of uh universe skipping, I guess. I don't even know what to call it, and have everything load flawlessly like that. Yeah, a couple of the things that stood out to me were um first of all, like when you're watching just combat and gameplay, the amount of like particles and explosions and enemies that are on the screen at the same time, there's just no way a, a current gen console could. And maybe the the Xbox One X, I think it's a bit more powerful than the PS4 Pro, but you just don't see that on current gen. You don't see that many things going on 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 the screen at the same time. It's just it would your system would start to chug. It would it would just cause issues. But this was just looked beautiful. There was so much going on. And then, like you said, the parts where I don't even know how to describe what it is. He like shoots into like this shield warp looking thing. And then all of a sudden it pulls him into a brand new area. Yeah. Not only does it bring you from one area to another, but how seamlessly it does that. And how massive the worlds are immediately. And how huge the worlds. Yeah, it's not like it just pulls you into a, like a corridor or like a hallway. You're in this massive open space. Yeah. And and everything's loaded everything's loaded and it's seamless like they it, you don't even there was no hiccup there was no delay it just goes boom right into the next area and that's one of the things that they have been banging the drum ps5 saying that we're, you're going to be able to go from one area to another whether it's fast travel or whatever and you're not going to see load times and they they showed that off this is the power of the ssd which is brand new to consoles that's going to be in both the ps5 and the series x yes and I don't know much about tech, but I know that the PS5 is flexing its speed more than its power. And it's kind of like the opposite of Xbox, where they're, they're trying to talk about power as much as they can. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see the, the two different directions, because usually when consoles are coming out, they are very similar in what they can do. But it's like PS5 is kind of going a little bit of a different direction. I think they both know games are going to look unbelievably beautiful. It doesn't matter which system yeah. you play it on, they're going to look incredible. But PS5, like you said, is really kind of banging the drum for this the speed, 
the seamlessness of going from one area to another, no load times, no fast travel times, all that kind of stuff. If this was any indication of what's to come, that's going to be awesome because as you know, as a gamer, nothing's more frustrating than opening a door to another area and it takes 10 seconds to load and to get rid of that, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, the Outer Worlds comes to mind. Yes, <laughs> Outer Worlds is, is pretty bad at that. I'm super excited. Definitely getting Ratchet and Clank day one because it looks amazing. Amazing. And one other thing before we move on from that too, it, nothing's confirmed and there's a kind of speculation, but when Clank kind of separates from Ratchet and he's in like this different world and he, he asks Ratchet a question, he looks at, or I'm sorry, he asks, it's, yeah, Ratchet a question. And it's like a female version of Ratchet. And she goes, who's he? Yeah. So what does that mean? Did he like get warped into a multiverse? Is 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 that what that means? Like there's... It seems like that's what they're doing. Yeah. Like they're going to be... A, there's going to be a bunch of different like dimensions and stuff, which I think like Sony, if you want to blow people's minds, this could change everything. Bring Jack and Daxter oh my in. Oh God. Bring... Try and get Activision on board. Bring Crash Bandicoot in just for cameos. I don't know, maybe a mission. Can you imagine? Oh my god, dude! People would flip out. Instant tens oh. up, up on the up on the board. <laughs> it would be a ten before anyone even played it. it <laughs> just hearing that, can you imagine if all of a sudden you went to a universe and there's Crash Bandicoot or Jack and Daxter? Dude, that would be so. That would awesome. be so cool. It would be amazing. It really would. Or uh, what's the other guys? Uh, Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. There's so many characters that match that world that, that, that he could jump to in, in, like, a different dimension. That brings me back to, like, the PS2 era where it was all, like, the mascot, platformer yes. type of characters. That would be that would be amazing. But even if it is just a Ratchet and Clank multiverse, that's still really cool. Still looks amazing, yeah. But we know Activision has worked with Sony in the past because the Crash Bandicoot section of Uncharted 4. Ah, that's right. So maybe they'll do a similar thing with Ratchet and Clank. I didn't expect them to do that in the first place. That's right, where he sits down on the couch and he's like, let's play this game with Elena. Yeah, and they're playing the original Crash. So did they, I wonder, so they, they probably had to get permission from that even though Naughty Dog made the original Crash games, right? Yeah, one, 100%. Wow. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So yeah, that could be world changing if if they did that. Like that would be so amazing. Dude, I it, I to be quite honest, never really played the Ratchet and Clank games in on in the early years, but I played the one on PS4 that I think it was 2015, 2016, and it was yeah. so good. And I Dude, Pixar quality. Pixar quality. <laughs> Back in the PS3, they always talked about we're going to have you're going to be able to play games that are going to feel like you're playing a pixar movie but it never really reached those heights but that ratchet and clank game on the ps4 really brought yeah, it so and it good. really delivered so well, i'm i'm so it, excited to see more on that and it was only 40 dollars, which is crazy that's right when it launched yeah that's right i have a feeling this new one's gonna be 60 though since it's not a remake i hope it is i'm okay with it yeah take totally. my money so next up <laughs> i don't have i don't have much to say about this next one called stray uh-huh um, do you play as a cat in like a cyberpunk world? I don't like when they do these like trailers where it gives you no indication of what the game is like. Yeah, and I feel like we saw a few of those. I kind of I mentioned that earlier as well. I thought it looked so interesting and so cool until I saw the cat. Nothing against cats, but then I just got really confused because it started out as like this kind of sad, like depressing world of these robots and you see someone's spray painted on the wall all humans are gone or something about 
to the uh, basically meaning that humans don't exist anymore. And it's just these robots kind of going through about their life all sad and, and kind of um, kind of depressing. But that really had my interest. And then all of a sudden, this cat jumps on. <laughs> and you realize that you're the cat? Or maybe that's just how the trailer looks? Kind of confusing. I can't remember if it was confirmed or not. But I know the cats are important. And I'm pretty sure you might play as a cat. But it, even so, with the questions aside and everything, I thought it looked cool. I thought the world looked cool. I kind of like that emotional, depressing feel to games. So um, it, it seems like it might be one of those that, that doesn't really have a spoken word and it just kind of goes about and, and you, you know, I, I don't really have any idea what the game is, so I'm not really going to try and act like I do. But I thought it looked interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I don't, ha- I don't have much to say about that one, but I am totally prepared to jump on to the next one that I'm super excited about. Yes, you are. <laughs> Returnal by Housemark. Looks like a brand new, fresh experience for Housemark. Something that I think they've been needing to do because they're so good at gameplay. You might know them from Stardust or from uh, Matterfall or from uh, Alienation. They're really good at this fast-paced, mechanics-driven combat. And they're bringing it into something a bit more serious. And I'm hoping that this game is as story-driven as the trailer is making it seem. I'm hoping it's not just like the opening and then it just lets you free and you're just playing through the same levels over and over. I'm hoping that it actually, this actually has like a strong narrative because it seems like it really could based on what we saw. I think it will. And that's when I found out it was that Housemark game because I think I missed it when I first was watching it. I got distracted on a part. I didn't realize that that was the Housemark game. I knew we were going to see one. Then when I found out later, I was like, wait, what? That was from them because it's such a big departure from, like you said, the other games they've done are are all pretty similar in nature. Yeah, they're super arcadey. Really amazing, tight controls. They did Resogun, right? Yeah. Okay, and Resogun was one of my favorite games from last gen. And I don't normally like those kind of games, but they did such a good job with it. I was just enamored with that game. Yeah. So for them to go from that kind of style to to what whatever this is, is really, really interesting. Yeah, I didn't expect this so soon because they had that other game. They were making a Battle Royale game. I can't remember the name right now. And then they canceled it. And they also made that announcement. Oh, they made that announcement before they were talking about their Battle Royale, where they were like, hey, like we can't keep doing these arcade games because they're not selling enough. So we have to uh, transition to something new. And then they started making the Battle Royale called Storm Divers. That's what it was. Storm Divers. Yeah, that's right. They did. That did come out, didn't it? No. And- or Hell Divers. That's what I'm thinking of. Never mind. Yeah, you're thinking Hell Divers. Storm Divers never came out. It, it got canceled. And apparently they've been working on this. So I don't know how long it's been in development. It's been... Th- their last game came out in 2017, I believe, and that was Next Machina. I did not play that one. Next Machina. I didn't play that either. But th- this had you so excited. You went back and played Matterfall as well. Yeah, Matterfall also came out not too far off from uh, Next Machina. They had two games launched around the same time, and I just I just played through that. Yeah, you were, you were telling me you just did that recently, and um, that was one that was kind of on my radar that I didn't play that now I, 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 I really do want to go back. Was that very story-driven, or was that pretty just focused on the action and the combat? It's not very story-driven. It does, like, a little opening story cinematic that, like, looks really cool, but then it's, like, it just throws you in, and it's just, like, arcade levels until you're done, and then there's, like, one more cutscene. Gotcha. Yeah, this looks cool. And before I even found out it was Housemark, I thought it looked really interesting, kind of like a mysterious game where you, this woman is going back between memories of like 
what would be maybe her old life and wherever she is now. It's it's really cool looking. It seems like this girl, this this uh space person, like an astronaut, she crashed on this unknown planet, and when she woke up, she went out, traveled, probably killed some things, but then she died. But then all of a sudden, she woke up again in the same spot. Yes. And she's trying to understand why she keeps waking up on this planet and going straight back to where she was. And every time that you go out and then you die, you learn something new about the world, that, like the planet that you're on. But she also mentioned like forgetting her past. So I think it's going to show like like uh, old story stuff, like but like back when she was on Earth. Ugh. It just sounds so interesting. I love that. I love that. And I've actually really been into games like that lately. I've, I've been telling you quite a bit. I, last week... Uh, there was kind of nothing to play right now, so I picked up a game. I was just looking for something to play. I went to PS Now and a game called Get Even kind of uh, stuck out, and I was like, this looks interesting. I'll give it a try. And it had that same feel to it where you kind of wake up and you're trying to piece these memories together. You're trying to solve a crime, but every time you learn something, then you go back and that you actually experience that memory again, and you learn more every time you go through that memory. And it reminded me of that. And I love that. I love these games that it's just a mystery. You don't really know what's going on until it kind of unveils it for you. And it's that's kind of what I'm I'm, ex- I'm expecting. Yeah, it seems like that. And this seems like it's like a roguelite because you go out, you die. Then you uh, probably keep the stuff that you pick up and all your upgrades and whatnot. Like each time you restart. Yes. It showed a little bit of gameplay too, which it's a third person shooter. It looks like the camera is going to be changing a lot in different like uh, cinematic spots where it's telling the story. I saw one thing that I love in games and it was only for a split second, but she's shooting and then all of a sudden the character jolts to the left really fast, like as if she had like jetpacks on her feet, you know? Oh yeah, I like that. So yeah, I, I loved seeing that. It seems like this is going to be very like uh, mechanics driven and like, I don't know if it's going to be score, like score chasing, like uh like all their previous games, because I don't know if that would match the world they're trying to make. Yeah, I think where where the trailer is so story driven, or looks like it's so story driven, I think it's going to be a mix of both. I think it's going to have like the tight controls and the really incredible gameplay that they're known for, but it's going to be really focused on story too. And if they tie those two of those things in together it, it could be it could be one of like the the sleeper hits for sure this could be amazing now we have to jump onto the next one because we're running out of time and i'm willing to not talk much about this one at all because it did not wow me which is destruction all-stars i thought it looked okay um it, to me it kind of reminded me of they're looking for the next rocket league they're looking for the next Fortnite, kind of like a cartoony and it like combines those things it, like exactly it literally it looked like it could be fun like playing with some friends for a weekend. Um, it's like an obstacle course from what I can see that you're trying to go through between vehicle and being on foot. It's like a car car combat game, but you can actually like fall out of your it, car. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it looks kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. It looks fun, but it, it doesn't look like my style necessarily. So we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. And I also do want to say before we jump onto the next one that you might hear noises in, in the background of both of our mics because our families are here and our dogs are here and they're allowed. Yes, they are. <laughs> now, on to the next one. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah. Sackboy, Sack a big adventure. This, this was surprising. And mm. they're dropping the Little Big Planet name. I was so surprised because Little Big Planet has been such a staple for PlayStation. And I think anyone who knows Little Big Planet knows Sackboy, of course. Yeah. So, But it, it's kind of cool to see him just out on his own and he's got his own game. Don't sleep on this game. This could be one of those surprises. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks fun. It's co-op. It really reminds me of Super Mario 3D World for the Wii U with the camera angle. Yep. Really reminds me of that. And that game's really good. And I'm not sure... Who's developing this? Is it uh, Media Molecule? I don't think so. I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Is it Sumo Digital? It might be. To tell you the truth, I'm I'm not 100% sure on who's doing it, but I'm pretty sure it's not Media Molecule, which is interesting. Yeah, it's... It's not Media Molecule, it's uh, Sumo Digital. And they also did uh, Little Big Planet 3, so okay, they have some history with this series. Little Big Planet 3 was probably my least favorite of the three. It wasn't a bad game. The Little Big Planet 2 was one of my favorite games on the PS3. They also did Vita, which was good. That's right, that's right, they did that as well. Yeah, so if they can if they can get back to what was special about the early games in this, in this series, this could be a really fun game. Yeah, definitely. I, and it... It looked pretty. It, it didn't look like mind-blowing or anything, but it was bright. It was flashy. I'm into it. I'll probably buy it. Yeah, I think I'll get it too. Now, next up, this series does not do it for me. I do not like the visuals of this world, and it's a odd world. Me either. Me either. I'm, I'm the same. Odd World Soulstorm. I didn't think the gameplay looked like anything amazing, and I just don't like the art. No, and me and you, not just because we're friends, but we tend to agree on a lot when it comes to games, and I never was into the Odd World games. Maybe giving it a shot it will change my mind, Yeah. but it, it didn't really do much for me. It did look fun, like it could be a little bit of fun, but it's it's one of those that I don't have too much of an opinion on, mainly because I never really played the early games. Yeah, if anything, if this ever like came to PlayStation Plus, I would probably play it, but I probably wouldn't go out of my way for this one. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a pretty pretty good candidate for a future PlayStation Plus game as well. Yeah. Now this next one. This one I was not expecting to be first person, but the more I think about it, no. it's pretty obvious that it, that it is. And it, it's uh, Ghostwire Tokyo from uh, Tango Gameworks, Bethesda's publishing. They did The Evil Within and The Evil Within 2, which I really liked. No, I was going to say that kind of made me think it was going to be third person because of the past games they'd done. And also when this, the, the first time they showed this game, I'm trying to remember when I first saw it, but I saw like, and it was no gameplay or anything like that. But I remember I saw the trailer and I was showing everyone at work. I was like, dude, this game is going to be awesome. It looks so good. But I totally had a, th uh, a third-person game in mind. I, I didn't expect it was going to be first-person. I totally forgot that The Evil Within 2, after launch, they patched it, and you can play the whole game in first-person. That's weird. So from, like, the very beginning, or is it once you beat it, you can go back? Because I never saw that that feature. Yeah, and I think, wow, that's kind of like a little uh, hint that, that they were going to jump into the first-person realm. Oh, wow. Maybe I just never noticed it. And me and you kind of have a little bit different stance on that. I know you don't love the psychological stuff just because if you don't know what's real you never really get that element of fear because you're like well he's just gonna come to and realize that that wasn't real anyways definitely but i kind of like it too because it 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 allows for the the game creators to make these insane experiences um another another game that i've been recently playing was the the layers of fear one and two i played them recently and they were that same kind of thing where you'd go into a room and a door would be locked. You turn around and you're in a totally different room. And so it's like the rug was always being pulled from underneath you. And I, it, as much as I get what you're saying, I kind of think that's cool as well. It just makes for a, a really crazy experience. Yeah. So uh, visually, like all the different colors and weird, uh, the enemies are super weird. That all looked really awesome. But at the same time, I didn't think visually it looked amazing in terms of the actual graphics, in terms of like realism. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I thought... 
I was a little disappointed from what I originally saw as far as graphically, but neither me or you or our graphic horrors. I mean, we were not that. Of, of course, of course, when a game's when a game's beautiful, we're gonna be like, oh my god, that is so pretty. But neither one of us have to have a game be beautiful for to to enjoy it. So it it could be it could be fine. Either way, even though I don't like uh, that much like psychological stuff or anything like that. Yes. I trust the director because he's the guy. Be- oh, I don't. He, I don't. I don't think he's directly directing it. <laughs> that was a weird way to say that. But he's he's involved. He's involved. Shinji Mikami. Yeah. So I trust him. I'm buying this one day one, and I'm excited about it. No question. I'm I'm, I'm excited too. Next up, this game I was interested in until this event, where it kind of turned me off because it, it just sort of showed us nothing, which is Godfall. Yeah. It, and again, me and you think the same on so many different things. I was the same when we originally I think this was like the first announced PS5 game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. At the game awards. Yeah. And when it first came out, I remember me and you talking. I was like, the, the lighting looks beautiful. Some of the environments look awesome. And then they showed this and it kind of looked like just a whatever game. It, it didn't do anything. It didn't. Well, it didn't give any context to what's happening what is the game no it just showed a bunch of hacking and slashing and fighting it it gave no context for me it didn't move the needle forward at all in fact it kind of made me like you said lose a little bit of interest which is unfortunate because i was kind of excited for this yeah like it looked cool the combat looked fun you know it it looked kind of standard but it didn't give any context to what was happening what kind of game is it is it an rpg is it a co-op game is it like the division or destiny i don't really know what's happening i'm starting to think it's more of like a division game where you play with other people it's online but of course it's not a shooter like like the division um yeah but i am starting to think that's why we're not seeing that much as far as like what it is story-wise because there is no story exactly exactly all i know is Please don't tell me there's no pausing in this game because me and you both can't stand the <laughs> oh game God, when you're in the middle of a mission and you can't pause because you're online. And yeah, I hope they learn from that. That that just drives me nuts. There is nothing, nothing worse than not being able to pause the game that you're playing alone. Yes. <laughs> or if you're playing and your internet drops and it disconnects you uh, and you can't play, like you, you like your your progress gets lost. And you're on one of those like 45 minute missions. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, well, they're gonna respect me enough to at least halfway through that mission put a checkpoint in there. Save my spot. And then you realize that you're walking in the first door to start the mission. You're like, no, that's almost game breaking for me. It almost makes me not even want to continue. In fact, I hate to say this. That is what made me stop playing The Division 2. And I really enjoyed it, but I got to a mission where I was, it was a really long one and something happened. I think it was something with my kids and I had to put the controller down. I didn't have a choice. Well, I I walked around the corner and I thought that I was safe. I was like, okay, there's not enemies over here. I haven't heard any shooting. I think it'll be okay if I put the controller down for 10 minutes. I came back. I was dead still booted me it still boots you i think either i died or it booted me one of the two yeah dude i did the same thing with the division and it it boots you from the mission like there's no pause at least let me be safe yes oh my god <laughs> when i came back i and it restarted me to the very beginning and and you hear that first script of whatever the player says to you as you're starting the mission i was like there is no way i'm doing that all again there's just no way so that that kind of ruined it for me. I hate when games don't respect your time. Nope. And there has to be a way around this. Every time I bring this up, people who play these types of games, they look at me like I'm an idiot. 
But it's like, yeah. there's a way for them to put in the game, yes, you can't pause it, but if you press this button, the world around you is still happening and, and, and all that stuff, but you're safe. They won't boot you, and you can't die, and you're in this little bubble that keeps you safe until you get back. Is it that hard? Yeah, I don't get it either. Or at least make checkpoints. Exactly. I mean, I, I get it that you're you're trying to make this where it's online and you're immersed into this online world and you want to play with other people and stuff. There's just got to be a way. Yep. <laughs> and and yeah. I, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, sir. I was going to say, and every time I bring up the checkpoint thing, people are like, there are checkpoints in the division. When you die, you start back at the checkpoint. And I say, yeah, but that checkpoint you're talking about, if I was to shut off my PS4 and boot it back up, I wouldn't have that checkpoint. It would start me all the way back at the very beginning. Right. Right. It's dumb, man. Yep. But I beat the Division 2 just to prove that I could do it. <laughs> I don't even know why. <laughs> you did. I, I, I was proud of you. You And the whole way through, you were complaining about things. And by all means, it's a fun game. That's what's so frustrating. The shooting is so fun. Yeah, the world, amazing. Some of the upgrades, the world. The world is one of my favorite worlds I've played this gen period definitely i just love walking around those streets and seeing the, the you know just the destruction and the chaos that's happened in that world yeah but there's just certain things like that that pulled me out and playing alone was cool too because you're just walking in this decayed world and it's just quiet all around you and i i, I love that part of it but there was just so much annoyances yep. but dude we got to get through all these right, other let's games burn through them. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, gran turismo 7 i don't really have anything to say about this because i'm not a big racing guy outside of like forza horizon and kart racers sure I, I'm the same. But uh, I do want to say, racers used to be the thing to like showcase what your console could do, but it doesn't seem like that's the case anymore. No, I think most racers, it's almost become standard that they all just look super realistic and lifelike now, that when you see it, you're almost just not impressed anymore. And I think I remember messaging you and saying, dude, this looks like you're someone has a, a camera in a cockpit in an actual car. It looks realistic, but it didn't really yeah. do it for me. Maybe that's because I just don't love racing games, especially sim racing games. Well, like, and with uh, Gran Turismo, like you said, it's a sim game. So you're not getting like these like super uh, diverse environments. You're getting a lot of concrete and I don't know, white boards, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, agreed. So yeah, I'm not going to get that, but I'm curious to see how different it is, I guess, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about the series. I'm curious to see how the fans of the Gran Turismo series feel about this because there are some diehard Gran Turismo fans. We're just not one of them. Definitely. Next up, another thing that we aren't that interested in, but I'm willing to give it a shot, is Demon's Souls, the remake. You know, there there's one thing about this game that really kind of is starting to pull me in, and it's that Blue Point's making it right. Yep, Shadow of the Colossus developer. And they did such a good job with Shadow that they took a game like that takes some courage to remake a game like Shadow of the Colossus that was such yeah. a perfect game, such a classic, and they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So And this is another bold game to mess with. Yes, this is another tough one. So they're really putting their hands in these games that are that are just amazing and by all means they could be set up for failure, but they did such a good job with the first one. Like we've said before, I have a hard time with Souls games just because of the checkpoints. There's also no pause button. Exactly. Um, but this looked so good. The graphics, the the areas that you're in. It does look awesome. And you know, dude, as we do this show, for all the listeners out there, as we do this, I'm going to keep trying to get into this 
genre, this Soulsborne genre, because I want to understand its amazingness. I want to be a part of the conversation of why people think these games are so good. I just don't get it yep. yet, but I'm trying, and I want yep. to. I think we can get there if we just pushed ourselves to just, just, just do it. Just, just get beat up for a few hours and just keep sticking with it. Sticking, and that's what I keep hearing. Just stick with it. You're gonna get your ass kicked. You're gonna get beat up. You're gonna get. It's the, the checkpoints, checkpoints are man. frustrating. The checkpoints and no yes, pausing. Yeah, you're exactly. And but we'll see. It, it looks really, really well done. Now, dude, this is Blue Point. So what are the odds that they do actually add like accessibility options to the first? Soulsborne like game yeah that's i haven't really i haven't really thought about that it's not like they they're like strict or like they have to do these rules they might be able to add like an easy mode yeah if they man if they could add an easy mode to this this would be like the top of my list because it looks so amazing <laughs> but i just know that so yeah i just know the gameplay is gonna be frustrating now i wasn't sure if all that was in engine or if it was uh, cg i'm assuming cg but we know that they can make worlds that look that good because Shadow of the Colossus looked amazing. Yeah, it did. If I can get into Souls games or maybe beat one before it comes out, which I'm assuming I will, I'm going to keep trying Bloodborne because apparently it's just so amazing. And I'm a single-player guy. I like single-player games. I just can't get into this genre, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep trying. Yeah, me as well. So yeah, I might get this one. It just depends. Now, next up is a huge one. Oh my god. Resident Evil Village, which is Resident Evil 8, but there's actually no 8 in the official title, which kind of bothers me. It kind of was. They made it look like the V and then the, the, the three two. eyes. Yeah. I, I have to say, this was by far my biggest surprise of the day. Like, there was a couple surprises. Spider-Man surprised me. For some reason, I this wasn't even on my radar at all, the next Resident Evil game. And yeah. I remember I was watching the trailer, and I was like, this game looks so cool before they announced what the game was. Like, first person, the uh, the environment is really cool. Yeah. And I'm like, it looks creepy. And then all of a sudden it says Village. And, and in my head, I was going, man, this game Village looks really cool. And then you see the R drop down, and you see the V and the 8. And I was like, no way. No way this is a Resident Evil game. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, dude, it got me really hyped, and I gotta say, the most hypest part of the trailer for me, and I cannot believe they did it, and if you know me, this kind of stuff gets to me, so I was so happy, they actually brought Chris's old character model back, after yes. changing it. Yes. Like, I can't believe that, dude, like, they were like, they must have saw tons of complaints, if they were like, okay, we actually got to Got to change it. And I remember the rumors around the time that were explaining this exact game. They, all the rumors were 100% real about it, about it being called Resident Evil Village, about it taking place in like this weird like castle area. There's going to be werewolves. And they also said that they're going through this huge development cycle to change the way Chris looks. And I was like, there's no way they're doing that. But they did. Chris yeah, is back, it, dude. It, it almost kind of reminds me of like the Sonic, the movie thing, where everyone was like, that the sonic looks awful yeah. and they listened to the people and they listened to the consumers and they went okay we're gonna fix sonic and then we're gonna redo the movie and we're gonna release it and people loved it it almost kind of felt like that a little bit and knowing you like i do i knew as soon as you saw that they that they went back to the actual chris redfield from the previous game from before seven you were gonna be so excited like why would they change in the first place doesn't make sense to me one bit this is know. still <laughs> the same continuity as the other games why does this character look and sound way different now i can try and get past the voice not being the same voice actor yes. but at least he looks like yes. chris the chris from resident evil 5 6 the animated movies 
They even went back and put the old Chris model in the original Resident Evil that released on PS4 and Xbox One. So my question, too, with Chris on this is, and a lot of people think he's a villain. They wouldn't make him a villain, right, would they? I think that would be kind of strange. Honestly, so so based on the trailer, I have some theories. I'm thinking, so that's Ethan and and his girlfriend that he saved from Resident Evil 7. Seems like they're Spoilers. at their house when that happens, and they're like, and then all of a sudden they start getting raided. That's what I saw, like people like like busting into a house. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And I think that uh, whatever company uh, Chris is working for must have found out that his girlfriend had some type of virus inside of her, and there's like no risk. Like we have to take all these people out. Gotcha. So they gotcha. So they come in and they kill his girlfriend, and he just says why. And I gotta say that why was probably better acting than all of that guy did in Resident Evil 7. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was Ethan until I watched it the second time. I think, like, for some reason, I, I was really into that trailer, but I didn't, like, catch a lot of the stuff until I until it dropped the V and the, the what looked like the 8. They tried to make it look like the 8 with the, with the letters. And when I went back and saw it the second time, I caught all that. Um, but, yeah, dude, I'm so excited for this. I personally am one of the ones that loved... Resident Evil in first person. I know you kind of like the more traditional classic look uh, of the Resident Evils, but yeah, well, I really, really loved Seven. I loved the first person in that. This, this was my thoughts on it, and and they sort of changed. Back when Resident Evil Seven came out, and it, it is, and I saw that it was going to be first person, I was scared that that was the end of third person for Resident Evil. But we've gotten two third person Resident Evil games in the past two years, so. Obviously, even though this Resident Evil 8 is going to come out, it doesn't mean there's never going to be another third-person Resident Evil game again. Right. right. So I'm willing to deal with this change, even though I don't like first-person as much with this series. Like, Resident Evil 7 was still really good, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not as mad as I used to be. I'm fine with it, especially since you're playing as Ethan, and this character has no personality whatsoever, so I don't even care if, if it's in first-person. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. If any, if any of the characters are going to be first-person, it would be Ethan. And maybe that's why he didn't have as much personality because you didn't get to see him. And part I'm thinking of that they did that. Character. Yeah, I'm thinking that they did that so that you could put yourself in the situation more. Yeah. To try and just make him like a just like a nothing character, so it seems like you're in like you're having the experience and not him. But I think that was a mistake because that's not what Resident Evil is. Resident Evil is about these weird like I don't know corny characters with some with some some corny writing. I don't know. It's just what Resident Evil with is. Some, with some bad lines. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always been like that and looked really gorgeous that's for sure really pretty and that's right you, you that reminded me there was the part where also the SWAT team comes through that's that just looks so good oh my god I want to play yeah, this dude. game so much there was three yeah. times I, I stood up and went what and that was one of them when they when I realized it was Resident Evil yeah Resident Evil Spider-Man and we'll get to that last one yep <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I cannot wait for this game so excited there's, there's no release date right or did it say anything did it said 2021 thought it just said 2021 yeah i i looked a little further it didn't show anything else i'm hoping it's only like a year away that would be great yeah absolutely i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i want to say about it uh, i thought it was really cool and i know we've already gone on for a while and we have a few left here but i thought it was awesome that they are going away from just like infected yeah werewolves dude there's like werewolves and i thought there was a witch in this too or what looked like witches yeah it seemed like it. and they kind of did that a little bit in seven wasn't in spoilers but one of the main characters kind of had like witch abilities yeah 
Um, so that that's really cool. I like to see that their Resident Evil Four was probably the most different in terms of like uh, the bad guys and the enemies, and that this looks like it's going to be the same kind of thing where it just just kind of goes off the beaten path a little bit. Yeah. So this next game didn't really interest me that much. It's uh, Death Loop. It's being developed by the same studio that did the what's the series called? Uh, Dishonored. Uh, Dishonored it's, Arcane. Yeah, and published by uh, Bethesda. So yeah, I'm not super yes. into it. But this sort of live, die, repeat stuff has been in a lot of games lately. Even the indie games, like, and we're talking just mainly about the PS5, the, the PS5 reveal event right now. But there's been a whole week worth of stuff that we've seen um, over the last few days and really almost a week now. But you're right. The live, die, repeat, the loop thing has been happening a lot. I sometimes don't love that because I feel like it never pushes you forward. But if it's done right, I'm I'm really interested. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is going to be super story-driven. It seems like it is, but I'm not really feeling the overall vibe of this game. I have to say, the first trailer that we saw last E3 is so much different than what we saw on this game. At least I felt like. I don't know if you remember the first trailer last year at E3 when they showed it. Yeah, there was no gameplay. None at all. And it, it still had that he in the trailer where he talked about there was an assassin that was after him and they kept, you know, going after each other. Every time he died, he tried to find her down again or tried to hunt her down again. But this one, it showed like actual gameplay. You know, what was kind of weird is some of the enemies kind of reminded me of enemies from We Happy Few. I don't know why I got that vibe from that. Totally. Um, yeah. And We Happy Few was OK. I'm, I'm kind of with you on this. I didn't play it. It, it looked yeah, interesting. It was interesting, but it was it kind of ran its course with me. I, I never ended up finishing it. it. It it was. I heard it tried to do too many things like at once. It did. I I liked some of the stuff it was going for, and I just kind of lost interest. Um, but yeah, Death Loop. It's it's one of those that could end up being a really good game. We don't really know yet. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have much to say about it. So was there anything else you wanted to add to it? Not really. Because this next one's a big one, even though it's a small one. Yeah this this next one is one that outside of like the three bangers is i am like like on our top of our list (laughs) oh my god so excited to play this game little devil inside little devil inside i cannot wait for this yeah dude it looks so like charming but also kind of like spooky and weird and yeah i don't know i love the art style It, it looks like just so interesting it does the trailer was so clever because it's like it kind of has like moments where it's like this cute little character that's dragging in this enemy and he plops it on this table for this old man. We have no idea what that means. Yeah. And then also it shows this character getting chased by this terrifying monster. And you're like, what is this game? And But it does this cool thing where it goes back and forth between the character that you play. And then also it shows this old man like buying groceries and then this old man taking a bath. And then it goes back to this character fighting a monster. It's like, I don't know who the old man is, what his role is in the game, but oh my god, it looks so good. I I just want to, I want to know everything there is to know about this game. Yeah, dude, it seems just like right up my alley in terms of it has like high presentation for like a smaller title. Yes. And yep. what's crazy is this started off as a Wii U game that actually got backed on Kickstarter. Yeah, you told me that, and that's I guess it makes sense just because the the graphics are pretty minimalist. Uh, nothing looks like it blows your mind, but at the same time, it's so pretty too. Yeah, like they do have a really good job of it. Kind of 
somebody said this and it kind of stuck with me. It kind of like has like a claymation feel to it a little bit. Yeah. And it's just, oh my gosh, I, I, I want to play this game so much that that character looks so fun to control. The gameplay looks amazing. The environments look amazing. The, the creatures, like everything looks so damn good about this game. Definitely. Um, and and it, 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 it had parts, and I hate comparing games to games, but in a way, it, it reminded me a little bit of Breath of the Wild. And I know it's going to be nowhere close to that, but we're, there's a couple moments where he was like running through an open field and it kind of almost looked like a Breath of the Wild. And then there was a part where he was on, on the back of one of these giants and it kind of almost had uh, like Shadow of the Colossus feel to it. Yeah. It just, oh my God, I, I want this game. I want this in my hands now. I, I It looks so good. Yeah, I'm wondering when it's going to come out. I, I would love if this was a launch game. Yeah, and apparently it's been, yeah, like you said, it's been in the works for a long time. I have never heard anything about this game before the event. Me either. But apparently there's been videos floating around. I actually saw a couple things that, that showed that it was from 2015. Um, so I'm sure it's come a long way since then. I didn't actually watch that video. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, this is like, I've been buzzing about this game. And there was like the three huge reveals that Sony had. And this for me is like right up there with them neck and neck. Yeah. Well, there's one for me that's above this one, but it's at the very end. So we'll, we'll get to that. All right. But yeah, this is probably my, f- this is my fifth most anticipated one. What's crazy for me is this is, uh, this is number two for me. Wow. And there's so many good games. This is number two. It's just... More than Spider-Man. It is. I it, And that's insane to say, but this just looks so damn fun to play. I want to get my hands on it. I want to control this guy. I want to know everything. The, the world looks so pretty. It just everything looks so good. Well, I'm glad, man. That's awesome. I am I'm really excited for it, too. And we will hear more about it and then probably do a whole episode on it in the future. So be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're listening to this podcast. We're going to keep talking about all these PS5 games, all these Switch games, Xbox One games that are coming this year and in the future. Like, there's so many games coming out. We're just scratching the surface. Definitely. So next up, we got... Where is it? Oh yeah, this is a this is a big one. Are you are you ready? This is this is a big one. So we went from my second most anticipated to my first most anticipated game. This is my most anticipated game, and it is Horizon Forbidden West. So they dropped the Zero Dawn. Some people thought it would be Horizon Zero Dawn two, but no, it's just Horizon, no two at all, Forbidden West. But there is a two in the logo. There is. I was watching the stream and I couldn't hear the voice for a while. So it took me probably longer than a lot of people to realize what the game was. So I had to, I turned up my volume and I heard that it was Aloy probably like 15 seconds in. I was like, oh my God, it's her. And I didn't want to get too excited until I saw something because she's in a bunch of games. So I was like, you know, I, I don't want to like overhype. But the second that she, I think is when she ran across the screen, that was whenever I exploded because Horizon Zero Dawn is my favorite PS4 game of all time. And I cannot wait for this game. It looks so good dude yep it looks amazing it does and and i don't even have i wouldn't even had to see the trailer to be excited for this that's how much i trust gorilla from the first horizon game game was absolutely incredible i loved everything about it but yeah this was one from our prediction episode that we actually both said we think that this is going to be a sequel but i mean when when you make a prediction you never really know what's going to happen 
And like I was kind of the same as you when the when the uh, trailer first started, I almost kind of thought maybe Uncharted it had like that that little twang in the background or that little piece of music that you hear in a lot of Uncharted games. Yeah. And then you see this crab like pop an eye on a fish or something. I'm like, what is this game? <laughs> that was kind of gross. Yeah, it was weird. And then all of a sudden you see the horse, the Aloy or whatever she's riding, runs across in the background across it. And I was like, no way! Oh my god! This I probably screamed more than it. <laughs> I think I scared the people in the house that were with me. I, I, they're like, "Dude, are you okay?" No, it was. I was so excited. I was. I, in fact, I was. I was freaking out so much that I missed part of the trailer. I immediately jumped on and and sent you a text, and uh, I had to go back and and see other parts of the trailer after because I was I was so damn excited when I saw that it was Horizon Two. Yeah, dude. So she's making her way to the west of the United States, and we got to see this. Was it the Golden Gate Bridge? It's like the San Francisco Bridge. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Yeah, that or the Golden Gate. I'm, I'm not sure. It looks stunning. They actually showed gameplay, like in-engine footage, and it looked amazing. I'm so excited that it's a new area, too, because a lot of times these games will just kind of stick in the same area or at least around the same area, so it kind of feels samey. Yeah. But this looks... It, like a lot of it is there's more water in this game and it looks like you can swim underwater like you could go underwater in the, in the previous one but mainly just to kind of like avoid detection from from enemies on this one you're straight up putting an oxygen thing on her face and diving down and it looks so beautiful but this one like one of the one of the first shots there's like a fox or something that's hurt and dying and she's down like petting it trying to help it out and so it's like it's kind of a and the giant turtle comes yes out the, the turtle comes out and that's one of the first, I didn't notice that the first time, but it's almost kind of leaning towards that this new area that she's, that she has discovered has, it's more than just robot creatures. And it's, it's like a full fledged part of the world that hasn't been decimated as much as, as the world where she was. Yeah. It seems like it's dying and she's trying to figure out how to stop it from dying. Tr- trying to stop it. Yeah. The, the main bad guy from the, well, well, not the main bad guy, but the guy that we find out is bad at the end of the first one. He's going to be the main villain of this one. It looks like it. It looks like he's, uh, he's looks changing like he's, like, the changing, animals to get yep. them to follow him. Yep. He's changing them. So we'll have to see how the, the storyline and everything pans out. Um, I thought one of the things that was kind of cool is, well, number, number one is, uh, it looks like they're almost kind of going away from just because the, the first one, it was a lot of dinosaur type creatures. But this one, it's like yeah. a giant turtle. There's an elephant. So it's almost kind of like the robotic versions of real animals instead of just dinosaurs like the first one. Yeah. So it's, dude, it's going to be so good. And, and if I was to make it. We got our pterodactyls, dude. We're going to be gliding. I know. The pterodactyls you see right at the end. If I was to guess, you'd be able to glide with those. Or ride on them. Um, and know. then if you remember on the first one. There was like the part of you, you had to, to climb to the very top of these to get to the top of their heads. It was like a, almost like a brontosaurus with a really long neck and you have to traverse to the top of it. I almost think that that's kind of like what the giant turtles are going to be. They're not going to be enemies. They're going to be more you can like jump on them and ride them around. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to see. But dude, it looks amazing. Definitely. It looks so freaking good, dude. And I... Uh... I cried probably. Well, I didn't like full on cry, but like my <laughs> eyes were getting like they kept watering probably like three times throughout the trailer. I teared up. I'm I'm not even gonna pr- try and pretend like I didn't. It was and, it was a know. pretty meaty trailer, so it was nice. It was as soon as I realized it's like three and a half minutes. Yeah, as soon as I saw her hair, you, you, you know, the first shot you see her running across the beach on the horse or whatever she's on, 
But as soon as it shows her off the horse and, and it shows her like getting down, like kneeling down that animal and you see her hair in her face, I just like, my eyes got all watered up. I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it. Yeah, dude, it's an amazing game. And I, I, I'm definitely going to replay the first one before that one. I am too. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope all these games they're showing come out by the end of next year. I feel like it's been long enough. I feel, you know, it was 2016, unless I'm wrong, 2016 2017 or 2017. For Horizon. Okay. So even yeah. that, if it came out in 2021, that's four years. So with Yeah, the first one was made in five years, and this one's yeah. not starting from scratch. Right. Or maybe they, or maybe it is. Maybe it has entirely new mechanics and everything. We have no idea right now. I'd want to think they would use some of the same character models and stuff like that and not just start completely from scratch, but I don't even care. I just want to control Haloy again. Or, I'm sorry, Halo, Aloy again. Aloy. <laughs> it, it's It looks so good. I'm really interested to see what you can do with the water part of the world like if if a lot of it is you know you swimming and going underwater and stuff like that the first game was so pretty i can't wait to see what they're going to do with ps5 because the first one was in my opinion the prettiest game i have ever personally played now i'm not really much of a pc gamer but as far as console games horizon was like the most stunning game i have ever played yeah i think it's probably the prettiest game i've ever played i don't know if it has the best graphics in terms of realism sure but in terms of kind of melding the two in terms of stylistic and realism i think it's the best the most visually pleasing game yeah there were that exists there were moments <laughs> at night and like you said the other day to me there's not a lot of games that look really good at night but there were moments at night in the first horizon game where there would be like it was like a galaxy you could see in the sky that was like these crazy neon like lush looking colors and it was so vibrant looking it was some of the prettiest fireflies the fireflies some of the prettiest lighting effects i've ever seen in a game and like because it's more of like a sci-fi game they can add like plants that like uh, glow a little bit or like glisten a little bit in the night so yeah that's that's one of the reasons why it looks amazing but yeah I was thinking about that. Like, not a lot of games look good at night. I almost always change the in-game uh, clock to daytime throughout the entire game. When it when it comes to, like open world RPGs. In games, I I typically do the same. But yeah, um, I'm ready to jump onto the next one. How about you? So I'm excited. Yep, I'm ready. Okay, well, I saved the best for last. Was <laughs> just kidding. And it's not even last. Astro's Playroom. I didn't play the original because you needed the PlayStation camera, and I didn't get that. But this looks like a fun platformer, and, it, and supposedly it takes advantage of the features of the PS5, which I'm not really sure what all that entails, but I'm excited. Yeah, it could be interesting. I'm the same. I never did play the first one, so I'm not quite sure what to expect from this. It looks like, like you said, it, it kind of reminds me of maybe what like a Tearaway did with the Vita, where it used certain mechanics of the Vita to really kind of up the, the gameplay a little bit. So I guess we'll see what it does, because I know the dual sense they're kind of beating the drum of it's going to have these these features that are going to be different than any other controller before it so yeah like the rumble is like super hd or something like that the, the rumble and like the haptic feedback i still don't know exactly what that is they they talk about it well it's whenever like the shoulder buttons push at your fingers yeah so it's kind of like if you're pulling back on a bow it's going to have tension yeah exactly the the Xbox One controller does that, and no developers take advantage of it. Yeah, you think that that's something you would take advantage of because it's such a cool idea. Definitely. But anyways, yeah, this this looks like it could be fun. I, I do like that it's not a VR or a PS camera just because I don't have VR. Yeah, I'm glad it's just, like, it, it comes packed in and something you can play just to see what it's like and yep. all the new features of the PlayStation 5. Now, this next one, Prag 
Wait, Pragmata? Yeah. I don't like when games do this thing where yeah. they only show a CG trailer and they give you no indication of what the game is or what the gameplay is like and why you should care. This, for me, was like the Death Stranding of, of this show. Like, when the first time we saw Death Stranding, it was such a question mark. But it was exciting because of uh, Norman Reedus and... Uh, and Kojima. And, yeah, and, and uh, Kojima. So, it's a bit different, Yeah, this... Yeah, it's totally different because of, of who's not making it, but in the sense that, like, we had no idea what Death Stranding was, this felt the closest to that. Like, what is this game? It looks interesting, but no idea at all what it is and, you know, what kind of gameplay it's going to be like. Yeah, me either. It seems interesting, but until I see something, it's not really on my radar, you know? It's just the little girl with the cat with the space guy. That's all it is to me right now. <laughs> yep. This was... <laughs> This was the problem of E3 2019. Aside from Nintendo, the other big guys, and like even the third parties, a lot of them only showed the CG trailers and no gameplay, like during the entire show almost. And that yeah. that is pretty annoying to me. Yeah, I I like when uh when they take a little bit of a gamble and show some gameplay, maybe even when they're not quite ready for it, just because. It gives you an idea and an indication of what a game is, and literally have no idea. It looks cool. I mean the she's in a post-apocalyptic i'm assuming world and yeah. when her the, face animations and hair didn't look that great in my didn't opinion. look very good no it didn't the 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 graphics i think they need to work on a little bit it wasn't impressing her, her hair looked almost like ps3 era xbox 360 era yeah it wasn't the, that impressive the other stuff didn't look too bad i just thought that looked really weird yeah her character and for her being a main main character you think they would have worked on her model a little bit more but again, this could be so early on. We have no idea. But I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, like the this very could be end, like five years away. <laughs> yeah, the very end when he kind of, I, I'm guessing he's somewhere out on, on a different planet and she looks into Earth and he says something now. I, I, I brought you to, to your freedom or something like that. She's like, what's that? And he says freedom when he's talking about Earth. Yep, freedom. Yep. So we have no idea what that means, but it's it's on my radar for sure. Yeah, so next up, I'm actually going to skip to the bottom of our list before we get to the games that weren't a part of the show. Okay. So let's talk about my third most anticipated uh, game on this list. And it's, Wow. I, wait, I think so. Okay, so we got Horizon, Spider-Man. I think I might be more excited for this than Resident Evil 8 because oh I know God. what to expect with, with Resident Evil 8. Yeah. This looks so good, dude. The 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 animations, the environments. This is their first game. It is, and and I don't think we said the title for everyone listening. Is that I don't know how to. Oh, yeah. Is that Kana or Akina? I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but Kana Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, Kina Bridge Kena. of Spirits. I'll just say that. Okay, that's <laughs> I, I'm guessing probably is as well. It looks so. It looks good. so good. It really does. And like the the more this is one that. The more I watched the trailer, the more I fell in love with it. The first couple times, or the first time I watched it, I was like, this looks good. And then when I went back and watched it again and again, I just really fell in love with this. This is right at the top for me as well. Maybe not top three, but it's definitely going to be a, a pre-order, most likely a day a, a day one purchase. It looks so damn good. Yeah, definitely. And what's crazy is these two brothers, um, one thing that they did that you might know about because it has like millions of views on YouTube. Do you remember that CG trailer for uh, Majora's Mask from like a while back? Yeah. It was like years ago. You, I, you might not have seen it. It was, it was like a super 
amazing looking CG trailer for a Majora's Mask remake that wasn't actually real. Oh wow! Well, th- their team did that trailer, and that kind of shines through in in uh, Kana because they both look fantastic in the animation department. Yeah, this is the this is the one that the two brothers made the game, right? Yeah, I thought that was really cool too. It seems like a smaller studio. I think so. They haven't done anything yet, have they? Did we say that? No, this is the studio's first game ever. First game, okay. And That's it right. looks really impressive for a first game. I think the gameplay, it's going to be kind of like Pikmin-ish. Yeah, those little black creatures look so adorable. They look so cute. Um, but the more you watch the gameplay, you realize that they are going to be a big part of combat. Yeah, like she was throwing them on people and then like shooting them and they were like exploding on the enemy and stuff. Yes. The first time I saw that, that's when it really kind of was on my radar is I thought it looked cute and it looked good and like the, the graphically art style looked really nice. But when I saw all of a sudden all of these, these black creatures, little furry black creatures jumped on this creature and she like shocks them or something and then they in turn shock all the enemies around it or explode all the enemies around it. I thought that was so cool looking. Yeah. And that could be a really, really fun game. That's right at the top for me as well. Yeah, it almost looks so good that you don't even expect amazing gameplay, but it might have amazing gameplay as well. Yeah. Like graphically it looks so pretty. It does. And it's it's kind of one like the little devil inside where it's kind of minimalist. It's um it doesn't look like realistic graphically, but it's so pretty and lush and it shows her go through like it kind of cuts from different environments that she's in and the environments look just really really interesting and really pretty. Yeah, it's this is this is one for me. I'm thinking that it might be a bit linear and like I don't know, kind of like open linear. I don't think the studio would be able to do a giant this giant massive world for their first game, but I don't know, maybe I could be wrong. But I'm perfectly fine with uh, linear. I I th- I love games that are more condensed like that. I don't always need a massive world to explore. Yeah, I mean, you were kind of the... We, we talked about this quite a few times that if I had to choose one or the other, sometimes I'm in the mood for more of a linear game just because every once in a while a massive open world game just seems uh, just seems so overwhelming and you're like, I don't even know where to start. It seems like it's going to be so much. And sometimes it's nice to just play a linear game. You just go from point A to point B. It just takes you where you need to go. I'm thinking that you're probably right on with that. It's going to be more of like a straightforward, linear type of game. But I'm okay with that. I, I, I love what I've seen. Yeah, me too. Now, the rest of the games that we have to talk about were not actually a part of the PlayStation 5 show, but we wanted to bring them up because they look really cool, and they were in some random streams that have been happening this month. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's so much. So uh, next up would be Mortal Shell, which is another Souls-like game, but actually looks really impressive. But I just... I gotta get into this this uh, genre before I get excited, you know. I know, and and really, the next two games are kind of Souls like games that we're gonna be talking about, which is crazy. That yeah. we're ending the <laughs> ending the episode on these two games, but Mortal Shell is one that you you kind of made a joke uh, last night. You're like, dude, why didn't you ever tell me about Mortal Shell? This looks amazing. <laughs> you brought <laughs> it up like five I times. Had, I had told you like five times. I was like, Brett, go watch the trailer for Mortal Shell. Go watch the gameplay for Mortal Shell. And you're like, okay, okay, I'm busy right now. I'll do it later. And then you made that joke last night, but it's true. It's so damn good. It, I would not expect that a, a Souls-inspired or Souls-like game would be on my radar the way this is, but it looks really, really, really fun. Yeah, for sure. And I want to get into it. Like It's, it's just one of them humps that, that we both need to get over, man. Yeah, I agree. I think that this or Demon Souls could be a game that could get us there. I'm I'm hoping so. And, and before that, I'm gonna try and 
I'm going to continue to try to get into Bloodborne because that's like a big PlayStation exclusive. Like, I'm a big PlayStation fan. I like playing all their exclusives. That's like one that I missed. I almost kind of feel bad because I'm, I'm, you know, obviously a big fan of Sony. And I always want to try and play these consoles exclusives to support them. And I just... I, I bought it, so I guess I supported them. I bought it day one, actually, but <laughs> wow. um, I, I want to be a part of the conversation when people are talking about how great that is and their experience with it, so I think I'll go back to it as well. We'll see. We should try it around the same time just to, I don't know, help each other out or something. So we can talk about how miserable we both are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will definitely probably have to wait until school starts back up. Man, I'll say... no that, pause. Yeah, well, and, and we've, we've talked about this at nauseum, that... Man, I can deal with the difficulty. I can deal with dying over and over. But knowing that when I die, I'm going to have to go back five to ten minutes and replay all those and go through all the obstacles that you have to go through just to get to that boss and die again. It infuriates me, dude. It's miserable. <laughs> it's not fun. It just ruins the experience. Um, but I, don't, but I bet some people, people listen to this who are like big... F- it seems like we're in the minority, as weird as that sounds. But it is. apparently we are. <laughs> The soul's purest will always say that's part of what makes it so good is like that adrenaline of knowing that if you mess up here, you have to go back and go through that whole section again. So when you do beat a boss, it's like like you get a high from it almost. <laughs> that's that's yeah, kind exactly. of what I've, I've been uh, Which brings me to my next and final game on the list, which is a Souls-like game, but it's The Outlier. I know I've been saying this whole time that I've never been able to get into the genre, but... I kind of in line because I actually really loved Remnant from the Ashes, and it's getting a big batch of uh, DLC or an expansion called Subject Twenty Nine Twenty Three that's coming soon. I don't remember when exactly, but I'm definitely gonna get it. I this is this is a Souls game, but it's different because it's a shooter, and I'm more used to shooters. I think I'm more competent at shooters, so I think that's why I was able to beat this one. And this one actually had checkpoints before all the bosses. Okay. So, so, so it's easier to, to, to get there. So my, let me ask you this then, because I've never played this. I've just seen, and you've told me that it's great, and I've almost bought it, and but haven't. So what makes this a Souls game? Because when I, when I think Souls games, I'm thinking like almost kind of like hack and slash. You've got maybe a handgun that you use, kind of like okay, a so, May Cry. But I always think of like a sword, and this is like a shooter, a straight-up shooter, right? Well, yeah, so first off, this isn't really like a cover-based shooter at all. You're going to be doing a lot of dodging and a lot okay. of uh, like a, a lot of different uh, maneuvering around. You're never really going to sit still like a typical shooter. And you know how in Bloodborne, how like you'll attack, attack, and then shoot, and then shoot, and attack, attack, you know? Sure. And in, in Remnant, you'll do the same thing, except it's the opposite. You're shooting most of the time, and then you'll hit them with your sword like a few times throughout the fight. You know what I mean? Sure. So you, you so you're mixing up uh, the combat in the same way as a Souls game, but the main thing is is there's there's like limited checkpoints. You have to start back at your last uh, campfire. There's campfires just like all the Souls games that you it's can like save the at, games. Okay. and the bosses are relentless and super hard. But it's so damn fun because it's just just challenging. And like I've been saying, I like the challenge of Souls games. I just don't like wasting my time. And not being able to pause, which you can't pause Remnant either, which was unfortunate. But uh, this one, I was able to make it through just because I-, I like the setting. I like that it's randomized, so every time you play it, you're getting a different game kind of than someone else, mm. which could be okay. an up or a down. But you're getting a lot of the same bosses, so it's 
kind of the same, but it's it's different. I don't know. It's 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 just weird how they do it. It's like randomly generated, but it's not at the same time. It's, it's like really strange overall. That's what I was gonna ask you. I remember you telling me it was procedurally generated, which seems crazy for a game like this. So is, are the the enemies procedurally generated as well, or just the areas? Or yeah, I'm pretty sure everything is like the enemies in the area and the environments uh, themselves. They're all different every time. They're not super detailed, but like they get the job done you're in like a decayed world in one section you're in a swamp in the other then you're in uh there's four different worlds I'm trying to think oh yeah like the forest and another so they look good it's it's not super diverse or anything but it gets the job done and it's intense the entire time because you're constantly trying to make it to the next save spot and sure i don't know it, it just i thought the combat was a lot of fun i think that's what what kept me going but also just uh, being on the edge of my seat, like being scared. I feel like I felt what other people feel with Souls games. Yeah. I felt during Remnant. I I, I get it. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It it didn't uh, stress me out or make me as angry as as the other ones uh, did that I tried. Yeah, it it looked good, and and even the DLC I saw, I, I thought it looked really good. I think I'm going to play it at some point. Like I said, I've I've been so close to pulling the trigger when I've seen it on the PS Store and like a sale or whatever and almost done it but i mean me and you have the same feeling about the souls games and if you like it i can't imagine i wouldn't like it as well so i imagine i'll probably get it at some point there's just so much to play so many games yeah i know if you ever um if you get your series x at launch it might still be on game pass which is how i played it gotcha so it'll be free at least that's on always there. a perk playing a game free over spending 25 bucks well not free well, but, with the but you with, know what i mean within the membership sure I mean, who's going to get a Series X and not have Game Pass, you know? Yeah, that's like saying you're going to get a PlayStation 5 and not have PS Plus to play games online and all that. So at this point, it's just you just it's just part of it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. I'm excited for the DLC. It looks that's like it. it's bringing in some new environments, some crazy-looking uh, bosses. And it looked like there might have been a little story stuff, but I'm not sure. The first one didn't really have much of a story. Well, not the first one, but the base game didn't really have much of a story. And I think it could have, which is a little disappointing because I like the world. I just, they just didn't really do much with that. But like none of the Souls games do, apparently. You kind of have to seek the lore and try and find the stuff and read all that. And I don't know. It's, it's just not the same. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what a lot of the games are. From what I've heard is it's like the lore and just the environments. And yeah, that's all the story you're getting pretty much from Souls games. Basically. But yeah, that's it. Is, was, is there anything else you wanted to go over before we head out? No, that's, I mean, this, what's crazy is this is just scratching the surface too. Yeah. Um, And what I mean by that is that that was just the PS5 reveal event. And that wasn't even all the games from that. I think they had 27 games. There's so many like indie showcases, the Gorilla Collective that are showing all these indie games. EA has an event this week. Ubisoft has an event this week. There's just so much going on right now. It, It feels like a really long E3 to a certain degree, maybe not as as hectic and maybe not as exciting. Yeah. The PS5 event was. Um, Definitely. For me, it was, it truly, and maybe it's because Sony was so quiet about the PS5 for so long. Oh, dude, we didn't even talk about the hardware. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't. But, but, but what I was getting at with that is the way they brought it, the way they did, I was... It almost had made me feel like the 2016 Sony conference. That's how how well they did with this, just because. And I think mainly it's because I was starting to get a little bit nervous. I'm a big Sony fan, and they were so quiet for so long. I'm sitting here going, "What's really going on?" There's speculation that it might not come out this year. There's shortages. 
that um, that there's issues with the console itself and they're not going to be able to release it for a long time. And so for them to come out and go, here's 27 games and 90% of them are just amazing, I was so excited. Yeah, like I cannot wait for PS5. I can't wait for next month when Microsoft does their event and we see all the first-party games that they've been cooking up. Yes. I think we're going to see some amazing stuff, dude. Yep, I think they've got some stuff up their sleeve, too. They've kind of taken a couple jabs at Sony since then, like congratulations to our friends at Sony. But uh, just so you know, you can play this, this, and this game on the most powerful console <laughs> in the world. So they're they're, yeah. they're at it. They're they're getting their guns out. They're ready. Yeah, and I, I cannot wait for that event. I'm just as, I'm just as excited for that one as I am as I was for for PlayStation 5, but also Nintendo, we don't even know what's coming the second half of the year. They could still have no idea. Amazing stuff this holiday. Like like what if Breath of the Wild 2 is this Christmas? Nintendo is such a funny way of just dropping games too sometimes. Like the Paper Mario. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Like that was just so random and all of a sudden you see this trailer and it's amazing looking. So Dude, there's so much to play. I'm in heaven right now as a gamer. I Anytime we're on the brink of a new console generation, it's just it's so exciting anyways. Yeah, like we're getting all of the best consoles, I mean all the best games of this generation, and, and then we're getting all the launch games of next yep. generation. And then we have everything else the rest of this year too. There's still some incredible games. We got The Last of Us 2 coming out this week that's... I am like oh my gnawing God. my fingers off waiting to play. So <laughs> I, know. I can't freaking wait anymore, I know, man. I know. So it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm so, I'm just, I'm on like cloud nine right now as a gamer. Yeah. And I've also been playing a game that might end up being like one of my favorite games of all time right now, which is uh, Xenoblade Chronicles on, on switch. I never played the original, so I'm loving it. You, you've, uh, the more you keep talking about that game and the more screenshots you keep sending me and like the characters and the, the environments, You've totally got me on board. I want to play that now as well. Sooner or later, if there's ever a moment where it dies down, you're going to have to play it. There's just so damn much. <laughs> like, when yeah, can I much. fit that in? It's A giant 50-hour yeah. RPG. And before we end, can we just really quickly... Uh, the the console itself... Um... I, I'm not that big a fan <laughs> of it, to be honest. I... It just I don't looks hate a little. It. I know, I know you don't hate it, and I I don't hate it either. But I just it looks like someone made it up, like on the internet, in my opinion. Like it looks like they're trying yeah, to be too futuristic looking. It kind of does look like one of those fan made, where like you see. I think even my brother, like a, a couple weeks ago, he goes, "Dude, look, the PS5 leaked," and he sent me this console that looked really cool. But I was like, "Dude, that's not the PS5. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, that's something that someone made up on their computer." It kind of. You're right. It kind of does look like that. But all I can say is the memes are incredible. Oh my I love God. it. It's, they're so good. I'm never going to get tired of these memes between the controller and the system. The best meme I've seen was when it says, uh, the kid is saying to mom, we've got to get the PS5. And then mom says, we have a PS5 at home. And it's a <laughs> PlayStation 2 inside of a white binder. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. I love the memes. And yeah, it's. I'm just excited, man. Yeah, me too. I can't wait for the future. We still got EA and and uh, Ubisoft coming this month. We're going to react to those later this month, so be prepared for that. If this is your first time listening to this uh, podcast, hit that subscribe. This is basically our first episode. If you want, you can listen to our predictions on the PS5 show on episode zero. Otherwise, if you're a video game person and you like playing on all the consoles like we do, and you don't have any type of weird biases for companies or weird fanboyism, join our community. And that's pretty much it, Brett. I got anything else to say? Nope, that's it. I'm excited to keep doing the show. It's been fun and uh, really looking forward to the future. Awesome. We will talk to you guys later. See ya.
Hi, bye.